0: Guy is
1: strictly audio. The first one, well, no, we done the video too.
0: Yeah, because so we never, put them up on the audio, but it never worked out.
1: Yeah, no, it's always weird. Well, um, I think we're good. I think well, we're. This is
0: interesting because yeah, I don't have to have like a microphone in front of me now. And nope, we not, are. Not we're
1: using this guy here, so it's pretty good. And that's us on the camera right there, All
0: right. Big mic.
1: Um, we don't really have like a, a tag for you, do we? Like, there's no like at backside attack at Vixade. It just kind of like becomes. I, I think it was still off the grid, mic. This is off the grid, Mike. It's, it, it's, it's grid gotta mark. be. That works for me. So this is the new setup. So we've got the camera right there because we've kind of got this idea that it's um it's no longer just a podcast anymore. Yeah. We're a show show. Hey. So we have the screen in the back. If you lean back, you can get, kind of see we have a, a guest uh, a guest R2-D2 there. Because you put together... Okay, so the reason that's on the screen, and you can kind of see like if you're in the frame, if you feel like popping in and out or doing whatever, just so you're comfortable. I want yeah. you to be comfy. So uh, the reason the R2-D2 is on the screen back there is I was able to procure... Is that, the, is that the right word? You're the school guy. Procure, right? I'd suggest that's okay. I would suggest that's uh, okay. Good. <laughs> I'm not exactly an English major Don't seem in like either, an, though. A gigantic, gigantic asshole, then. Um, so I've been obsessed with Star Wars. Not so much like a New Hope or like the trilogy, but Star Wars. And that's that to me is like the theatrical print, the the 1977 theatrical print of Star Wars. Yeah. There's something magical about that. It's been elusive. You can't really get your hands on it the way you want to get your hands on other stuff. Because in
0: the, the late 90s, old Georgie boy there. Yeah, he was uh, putting a Nix on everything.
1: He's putting a Nix on everything. Yeah. Now, there's a really good um, quote I'm going to butcher, but his whole idea was that when you're watching Star Wars in the future, which is now, because in the 90s, this was the future time travel. If you're watching. We you did it. <laughs> we did it. did it. We just did it. Hello. Hello from the future 90s. Well, the idea was that if you're watching Star Wars now, you're watching it the way George Lucas would have wanted you to watch it. That what you're watching in 1977 on the theater was going to be a relic of the past. It's going to be an art. I think he called it an artifact or a, um, like a, a novelty, is the way he kind of kind of phrased now, it. Now, is
0: it truly the way he wanted us to see it, though? And the reason why I say that is because uh, the studio, you know, they they handcuffed him in so many ways. Early so on. many ways um,
1: during the ma- during the making of Star Wars, the first one, New Hope. Yeah, yeah, which we'll, we'll refer to as a New Hope.
0: And, and so they, they really did handcuff him kind of early on. Yeah. Um, and so he, he threw things together. He MacGyvered sure. the hell out of that. Um,
1: it's an independent film. For sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, so when he obviously went back to it in what was it? The late 90s, 2000s?
1: Uh, I think it was 96. Yeah. When he starts doing the... the that's right. We, well, we started hearing about it. Exactly. Because 94, 95 was the THX. Was this guy here? Was this bad boy? Yeah. For anybody watching. That's beautiful. It's the widescreen.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more about it. We'll get, but you keep going. Um, so, I mean, really, when he did go back and he, uh, he kind of revisited, adding all of his special effects. Uh, in a lot of ways, it uh, he was his <laughs> worst enemy for some of that because oh, yeah. you watch the original one, and I've got some of the the old uh, the older copies for sure that are bootlegged from original VHS. Mm. And damn, if those are not spectacular! Uh, They're beautiful, and, and you know the original vision on a budget was something but pure magic.
1: Oh, for sure, right? So. Like, when you look back at the, the Jabba scene from the Millennium Falcon, when Han meets Jabba, and it's the old... The, the actor.
0: It's the a old print, It's, it's a, a big fella. old fella.
1: And it's it's amazing. Like, if that was in the movie, if there was an actor walking around wearing all that stuff, talking to Han, like, before he walks
0: on the tail, that whole scene when he walks and yes. stomps on him. and they can I get him jittering over uh, top of it. It's so weird, right? It's weird, but at the time... Okay, so I appreciated it. So when it came out, I appreciated it because... You know, for a while there, I mean, like, growing up in the later 80s, early 90s, you know, you, you're in some circles, you were almost made fun of for uh, enjoying Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Star- we were weirdos. We were weirdos. But... When Lucas brought this back and he started injecting a lot of these things, then that includes the Jabba scene. It's like, oh, that sounds, that's actually kind of slick because it's old footage brought new again right. and I appreciated it. You look at that now and, of course, I, I take a look and I say, it's 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 kind of, kind of garbage shit right there. It did not age well. Well, the CGI. The yeah. CGI at that point, uh, it did look good. It looked good at that time. Now it's not very acceptable. Um, and it's, you know, like you almost see his like, you know, Han steps on his tail and you almost see his eyes kind of bug out of his head and it's,
1: it kind of does. Right. Yeah. Because like when Han stomps on him, like Jabba has this really weird, like bullfrog reaction. Exactly. It's weird. It doesn't look nice. Like it it looks like, um, slapsticky. Rather than, and this is Jabba the Hutt. Yes. a like gangster AF, right? Like, yeah, we, he is We went Looney
0: Tunes, you know, for, for something like that, they went Looney Tunes on our yeah. ass, and, you know, like, you just missed, like, a safe kind of dropping on top of his head, or a piano or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It, it became slapstick and comedy, and it's, you know, you don't need his eyes bugging out like that. You need no. to still fear Jabba and realize that this dude is going to hang your ass on the wall You're right. in carbonite just a few years later. He's vicious. This is a guy who hired
1: Boba Fett to track Han Solo across the galaxy, bring him back frozen a block of carbonite so he could use him as a wall decoration. He was a cartel leader. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's walking around by the Millennium Falcon and Han is treating him like, hey, listen, man, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I dump my cargo. We all dump our cargo. Chill, Java. Don't step on your tail. It's why I will walk all over this guy. He's a big, dumb idiot. Yes. And no, man, he's a
0: gangster. He's a hot gangster. Well, and at that point... Uh, I love the I, I love the script as part of it. I love that Han is not taking shit at this point. Yeah, he's he's able to kind of say he's like you know like even, even I get boreded sometimes, right? Well, he's a lovable rogue. He really is. And at this point, you know, he's Solo himself has to kind of back himself up, mm-hmm. full knowing that you know Jabba's not a guy to screw around with. At the same time, neither is Han Solo. Right. And so you know they, that's a good play on it. As soon as you CGI that Jabba though, yeah. It's, it becomes comedy and you just stepped on Jabba's tail a guy that you know is pretty menacing within you know the Star Wars universe and that uh, it hasn't aged well I, I gotta
1: tell you like as a little kid there are certain things that you remember when you're like that guy's a bad man and for me it was it was like when you first see Jabba and he feeds his own people to a rancor like he drops his dancer into a pit to get eaten by a monster and then when, um, when Leia is breaking Han out and it's all dark and all you hear is, oh, like, you hear the, that, that little weird garbled speech. You're like, oh, this guy, is, he's such a badass. Yeah. Like, that's
0: a, that's a gangster. He's uh, he's pretty excitable for that, so it's... Right? Yeah. And then you've got
1: somebody, like, stepping on the stage. Well, okay, so the tail part, whatever. But I think the CGI holds up so poorly because he tried to make it look almost too good. Exactly. Like, in the time, right? Which is why, like, when you watch Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park CGI still holds up, man.
0: It does. And uh, my kids are thick into it. Like, I got... I got a three-year-old and I got a six-year-old and they both love the hell out of her just jumping into Jurassic right. Park right now. And they like it because it is believable. It's, mm. it, it does hold up really well. But um, you can take a look at some of these older films, uh, you know, where that technology is uh, newer at that point. Um, yeah. And like I said, it just doesn't hold up quite as nicely. No,
1: no. I mean, it felt like a little bit of a rush job, which is why for me when I, uh, when I, had, I had the original box set. Which is the smaller one there in the back. Yep. The original Star Wars Trilogy box set, which was the uh, full screen. Yes. It was the 4x3. And as a kid, I didn't appreciate Letterboxd, and I didn't quite get why it was so important to
0: have the widescreen. That just pissed us off when we were kids. Right? I mean, I was just like 16 when it came well, out. That. that's because of our televisions. Our own televisions right? were only the box sets. The so CRTs We thought are that square. we were like, why are they
1: jipping us on half our screens? We thought there was a black bar put putting the top and the bottom and making it look wide because that's how it looked in a the theater. And we were actually getting a full screen, and not to piss us off. No, no, as kids, not to piss us off. It wasn't deliberate. No, no. Well, we weren't we film now. like we weren't like film files yet. We weren't yeah. really, really into it. Okay, so I I grabbed the box set, right? I've got it. I'm watching it. I popped into the into the VCR. I, I dug my old VCR out. Luckily enough, I've still got this like real like nice like hi fi forehead Me too. VCR. Like a really yeah, yeah, yeah there you go like a really you high you quality. Don't, you right? don't
0: get rid of those. You just never know.
1: You hang. You never know. So I pop it in, and I'm watching the uh, the 4x3, and it looks quite nice. Like yes. it's, it's held up really well. The THX, everything's got a nice look to it. The film grain kind of still is there. Um, there's like a little bit, you can almost see like a little bit of the movement. Like, you know, when the letters are on the screen, we're just looking at something here, the 4K, 7.7. Yep. Well, in the crawl, you can still see a uh, long time ago in Galaxy Far, Far Away, it still moves a bit like it's film. Yes. Then I put in this bad boy here, the, uh, the widescreen. Yeah. It did not hold up. <laughs> the widescreen, I don't know what was going on now that I'm a fan of film. I don't know what was happening. And I haven't looked it up yet in the transfer of the widescreen, but it feels like they just reduced the image on the actual like magnetic tape. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense, anybody who knows movies. Yeah. But it does not look good. The quality isn't there. It's not as crisp. It does, the detail is missing. Like, it just doesn't look quite as nice. So I went on this like mad mission. I was going to recreate the Harmy. Uh, that I wanted. So if you don't know, Harmy is the nickname of the fellow who put together the
0: the theatrical cuts. Yeah, you were mentioning that.
1: So he uses all these different sources. Uh, You should look that up if you don't know. So it's the Harmy Despecialized Editions. He used the VHS, I believe, the DVD, and then he was able to source some 35mm prints. And he put together a really nice-looking version of Star Wars, which is actually quite complete. Mm -hmm. But it's not... It's not perfect because the sources he's using, like laserdisc, they've all been over time, like the color was always kinda of, like screwed around with. The image was always kind of like messed with and tweaked a little by little by little. So make a consistent to make a consistent Star Wars, the actual cut, the despecialized edition, it's good, but it's not like perfect, right? He's got a, a group of guys called Team Negative One that he's working with he's in the making. He's got his crew ready to go. He's got his crew ready to go. Team Negative One, while they were trying to get all the files together for Harmony, somehow cobbled together a complete 35 millimeter print of the theatrical run of Star Wars. And that's what Project 4K77 is. Okay. And that's
0: what we were watching just now, which is a It looks beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's um it, it makes me happy to see that knowing that it is the true yes. original version, not necessarily the intended version of Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the best he could do on the his artifact. budget. It's the artifact. Yeah. And man, I'll tell you right now that that'll bring me so much closer to my childhood. Oh man. Um, than a lot of what else is out there. And that that just makes me happy. It's there's something about the fanfare.
1: Yeah. Like when you
0: hear the Fox fanfare,
1: your mind kind of gets ready for that like trumpeting Star Wars to hit the screen, right? Yeah. That, and when that it comes.
0: That really easy calm, it's like that full anticipation. Right. And it's like, is it going to happen? Is it going to Come on, when is it? When is it? And then it pops. Belts oh, you. Smack in the mouth.
1: I'll tell you, there's something weird about not seeing a new hope on it mm. and knowing that this is how it was presented in theaters. Now, the Team Negative 1, the Project 4K77 people all say that the best way to watch it is to have it projected onto a screen. Mm-hmm. So you should watch it. As it was intended, yeah. On a screen with all, and this has got no noise reduction. You can see the film moving around. It's just there's something so nerdly fun, like it brings, like you said, it brings you back to your childhood. It makes you feel like a five year old watching Star Wars for the first time again.
0: It puts you in the moment. It's, yeah. um it's 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 that full theater experience in your living room. It
1: really is. To, you know,
0: that makes me excited.
1: I make, uh, This is a guy who sold TVs once, so that's how you...
0: Well, that's I, how you I sell set them TV. up anyways, and you know, <laughs> I, I maybe passed a few sales on to uh, yeah, people yeah, that... for uh, sure. I wasn't quite evil enough to be a true salesperson. No, but, but you
1: really you sold it there. I, I really felt like I should buy a brand new TV just now. You should It's a full theater experience right in your living room. Exactly. You big nerd. Right. Not right. you. I mean, like, the person buying it. But you are also a I am also a nerd, nerd and I'm proud nerd.
0: of... You, nerd is cool. Nerd is a different one, you know, now than what it was... Oh, for, for sure. sure growing up because you know someone's like you know today it's like you're a nerd it's like temp Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's your, right. your freaking point and i'll smack you in the mouth if you got something negative to say about that back then it's like you're a nerd it's like oh shit yeah, oh, uh,
1: no if somebody called you a nerd back then you felt bummed out yeah you felt like you all well, i mean like why am i what, what's so bad about being a nerd no, i like comic books no, and no, movies no, like this i'm like yeah what of it that's right suck on that son huh? we once went on a like 24-hour road trip so <laughs> this guy <laughs> get a superman <laughs> tattoo from like one of the coolest guys ever, Cecil Porter. Cecil Porter, man, He's Instagrams the artwork of Cecil Porter. Yes, it's a solid follow on Instagram. It's a lot of fun. He, to, he uh, is
0: off the hook, ridiculously good for his uh, portrait uh, tattoos. Wicked talented. Yeah, yeah. So really look stuff. him up. Like you'll see him in every tattoo magazine. Anyways, uh, oh yeah. And, uh, you know, he did, what, uh, ghost drawing for Marvel and... Uh, oh, he's done a I bunch of stuff. ...for DC, and he's working on his own graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's a beyond a talent uh, <laughs> that uh, you guys should be checking out for sure. Rare, Cecil yeah. Porter! Cecil Porter.
1: So, uh, spell how it sounds. C-E-C-I-L-P-O-R-T-E-R. Porter. Yeah, straight up. Former powerlifter, awesome guy.
0: Yes. So, uh, what's the new in the world of uh, Mike Mike? Oh man, I, oh, Big Mike. I, I'm just uh, I'm about tired of all of uh, you know this uh, staying around inside and everything you Being know. But you got to do what it. you got to do to keep yourselves and others. Uh, got to keep staying, yourself safe, staying safe yeah. and healthy. But I, I'm I'm itching to get out. I'm I'm so bummed beyond belief um, that I did not get to see the latest Spider Man as of yet. Uh, I was hoping very Ooh. much to see it in theaters. Did you Did you see it? I did not see it. I have see? not.
1: We are a couple months out
0: now. Yeah, so it came out what uh, mid December, mid to late December. It was a Christmas movie, also? Yeah, I feel like came it out around that. So in December it came out anyways. And man, uh, you know, uh, yes, I'm off the grid, but for those of you guys that don't know, uh, I am a teacher, so I gotta listen. To it. And I teach film studies in, in in my in my classroom as well. Uh, it's one of the courses I teach, and so I get to listen to my students just talking about this film all the time. And say, oh have you seen it yet? Have you checked it out? And I'm like, I haven't. I haven't. Things have gotten bad in the world where you know, like, if I get out there, I could get sick. My family could get sick, and so it's really bummed me out. Well, it's not. It's not just that. I mean, you are one of the people who
1: I think of. Like, I don't want you over until the COVID is gone, or at least yeah. because you do have like health issues you got to worry yeah, about. I, I, do. You're a I kidney, do. A kidney transplant. Kidney transplant. Survivor. 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 Is it, do we use that term? I, I feel like I survived. I, don't, I don't feel, um, you did. I, I never had Still any out. doubt. Definitely. I never had any doubt he was going to survive. Yeah. I mean, but uh, I mean, that's just it. I, I want you to play safe. Stick.
0: I don't go over to your house if I have a cold. Yeah, but things are going better now for sure, uh, yeah. and so we're comfortable uh, to hang out, and which yeah, yeah. this is pretty cool. I'm I'm digging this quite a bit. Yeah,
1: the new setup is pretty fun. Uh, I'm glad I'm I, glad you're enjoying this. this. Yeah.
0: I'm enjoying this. It's not bad. Yeah, no, but lots of movies that are coming out either have been out or uh, you know or are out coming out. Um, I did manage before things got really bad again. So in December, uh, you know, when things started getting silly again, uh, so November. And you, you and I both know about this. I've, I've been jacked. I've been waiting for this one for like thirty years. Is Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh my
1: god, Ghostbusters!
0: Sweet baby Jesus! This um, guy just
1: gifted me with a, uh, a digital download.
0: I, yeah, code. I gave, I, I gave him that copy because I got my 4K uh, ready to go. And it's another uh,
1: movie I haven't seen, and I kind of don't want to watch without watching it with. No, me. and
0: we're, we're gonna check it out together. We're yeah. gonna check it out together. I'll That's download good it for you to have, but I'm not gonna watch it. Exactly. I'm gonna um, hold on to that one. It's um, for me that movie. Um, you know, and, like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, it brought me back to my childhood. Because so many of these guys say that are the same guys that are, like, you know, that, that'll that bag on any MCU For or sure. DC or whatever it is. They'll bag on something and say, you're ruining my childhood. If, if shit's ruining your childhood just because you saw a movie, then you got issues. At any rate, they, it brought right, me though. back to my childhood. Yeah. And uh, it did it in such a respectful way because, of course, with the passing of Harold Ramis, um, it was just so tasteful. Everything that they did in that movie towards it, the acting of these uh, these young actors... Um it's it's magical to me. It's magical. They're all
1: legit new new era new like, child, like new talent child stars. Yes, like Finn Wolfhard. I've liked in everything he's done.
0: He's 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 good. He's, he's a, funny. He's a solid actor. Uh, yeah, he, he he builds into his character quite nicely. Yeah. That kid who the Phoebe. little Egon girl, the Phoebe who I can't remember McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. What? She is phenomenal. She's she she won me over
1: in that Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I heard. I haven't seen that, but I heard she's good in that. She is like really
0: probably one of the better reasons to watch like new kid actress Well, and you'll see you'll see in. Afterlife, when we do check it out and everything and those of you guys out there who have not checked it but will because it's that good um when you check it out and you see McKenna grace you you realize that this is not an actress an actor that is uh, coming out and um you know trying to portray desperately to be um Egon Spangler's granddaughter yeah she's not over that's over not doing a spoiler it. that's that's in the trailer it's everyone knows this yeah, yeah okay we all know this um and so she looks like that for a reason she, she she looks like, but she doesn't. If you see her in real life and everything with oh, like blonde locks and everything, but she, yeah. but the way they do it is so tasteful that it's, you know nail that down to the script. But the way she uh, produces this, you could tell she's not over um, overstating who she is. She mm-hmm. doesn't know who she is. Uh, to well, accept. she doesn't get the the gravity exactly of who Egon Spengler and the Ghostbusters were, right?
1: Okay. Exactly. because if, if I'm not to, not to interrupt, it seems like from the trailer, yeah, everybody's kind of forgotten
0: about. Like, the, the great event. And in a very cool way. Mm-hmm. That comes out in it, for okay. sure. Cool, cool. But no, th- this kid, she, she just nails it. Um, she's, she's not pouring it on. She's not trying hard. She is being who she is based on the script. And she nails it. She is... You could tell that that is... Egon's family. I'm happy this year. I'm, it's I'm really it's that. it's just so good. It's so fun, yeah, so playful. Good. I've heard some people say, you know, the first half of the movie, that's kind of boring. To me, it never was. To me, it's a lot of... Ghostbusters, of, nothing happens. Well, and here's the thing, is that uh, the character development and the story development behind all of the, the, the first 45 minutes or so, it's pivotal. You mm-hmm. don't want to rush it. You're building the franchise back up again, and they do it in such a tasteful way that by the time the big action all kind of starts flying... Mm-hmm. Awesome! You got Paul Rudd in there. He's just hilarious. Um, that guy, the Ageless Wonder, and
1: Paul Rudd. Now, for like fun fact, I don't think you know it, but like when we talk about Paul Rudd, we always say he's a smaller version of you. <laughs> like everybody that we talk about, like I brought this up to everybody we know. There's a certain kind of way. So I, when I show Paul Rudd, told me that he was gonna be in the movie. I'm like, oh, oh Mike's, Mikey's gonna know that. Like, I, mean, we gotta tell him. Like you know, we think of Paul Rudd as like a micro version of you as a human. Very I'll similar mannerisms, and the same kind of, like, comedic kind of tone to him. Pretty dry. So Pretty, pretty, dry, at pretty dry at times. I'm a big Paul rod fan, though. I love the guy. So, when I saw him, like, ever since Role Models, I didn't really watch, <laughs> like, I wasn't like a Paul rod, like, I didn't watch Anchorman, but Role Models, I'm like, that guy, That that is a National Lampoon's guy.
0: Yes. He's, uh, he's un- unapologetic of... You know, the way he portrays his characters and who mm-hmm. he is. There's nothing controversial about nope. the guy. He's a damn fine actor, yeah. uh, excellent comedian, and uh, how can you not like the guy? I mean, no. it's, it's um, you know, wh- wh- whatever movies he's in you you just be prepared to at least minimally enjoy it if it's a bad script or I'll whatever, tell you whatever Paul Rudd's in it and he, he just nails what he if does. If it's a bad movie Paul Rudd in it at least you're
1: going to have fun with all the Paul Rudd stuff
0: Exactly that's right you're going to have a good time with but that But that being said most of what I've seen him do I enjoy the crap out of more it More hits fantastic. than misses Yeah
1: that's for sure Yeah definitely more hits than misses yeah. yeah yeah No I'm looking forward to it I'm really excited for it I'm I'm with I'm with you I'm on board I love Ghostbusters mm. when I was a kid I was lucky enough that uh my, my parents had a store. We had a max convenience store they ran. Yeah. So Rent-A-Movie is just kind of coming out. Like it was like a big deal to get that suitcase and rent home. home. Yeah. We just talked about this on a, on a previous podcast. It's why I don't have a problem with that poo. So all you people who do, you know, like shut up. You, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's fine. He's, he's okay a to good be representative of, of Indian culture. You are wrong. You're, you're stupid. But anyway, so, because, so we had the, the video stores, or the, rent-a, the Rent-A-Movie unit, which is like a little video store in your convenience store. And there were a few tapes that I, I wore out. Literally, we got them. My dad was like, he'll enjoy them, bring them home. I kept them. <laughs> they gonna wear them out. Ghostbusters I wore out. Commando I wore out. <laughs> Return of the Jedi I wore out. And uh, Weird Science I wore completely out. You, but those Adam? are the ones. And I To me, it's Ghostbusters, Weird Science, Return of the Jedi, and Commando. Like I think of those as being the movies that like kind of define my tastes as a kid.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was like seven watching Commando. I mean, I can nail some of the ones that I really enjoyed too. That were right? repeat, uh, repeat, not not quite offenders. because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the heck out of them. But I mean, Superman one, Superman two, um, Ghostbusters, yep. uh, Wizard of Oz. How can you not love that? To me, that's an absolute classic. And we're talking like from the from nineteen thirty nine. That that's that's still holds up well today. And that's one I enjoyed as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um But oh, geez, what else is there? Lady Hawk. You never seen Lady Hawk, Matthew Broderick? That's a uh, that's Rutger one of those Hauer. ones
1: where I uh, I literally did not watch cuz I was not a Ferris Bueller fan. I mean, I I, I hate Ferris Bueller. <laughs> like I legitimately I can't like I wish I had a shirt that said kill Ferris. Like I hate Ferris Bueller so much, but it makes so, me laugh. No, uh, for sure. For sure. Like I have no I have no hate towards people who like Ferris Bueller. But do you
0: like Roger Howard?
1: I'm a huge Blade Runner guy. There you go. Tears in the rain. Tears in the rain. Not tears in the rain.
0: Mm. Tears in the rain. Say it right, people. You're screwing that up for me. Well, that's like uh, you you corrected me years ago, and I know this for sure. Hmm. Uh, We were doing a podcast, and you're like, uh, I I think I said Christopher Reeves. And you're like, oh, hold on. Is it Christopher Reeves or Christopher Reeves? I'm sorry. Christopher Reeves? And then I'm like, oh, shit. And I know this, dude. Like, I'm the Superman guy. Of course it's Christopher Reeve. The, George, the Reeves. George Reeves. George well, Reeves. That's what people and do. And they're not though. related. Yeah, of course. Keanu but,
1: Reeves. Yeah. George Reeves. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve.
0: Christopher Reeve. Singular. There's only one Christopher Reeve. There's only one Superman. There's only one Superman. There's other ones that play it really well. And that new Lois and Clark? I'm um, or uh, Superman. You told and me and to watch it. You told me to watch it. Oh so good.
1: I didn't avoid it, but I didn't get on board when you told me to do it. It's fresh. It is the best version of Superman since Christopher Reeve. Yeah. I mean I, I like Brandon Routh, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed his take. I thought the movie is horse shit, but I thought he did a really good job as Superman. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the Man of Steel movies, but I like Henry Cavill. I, I like think, him. I think that they he's got doing to a good to job.
0: Exactly. Right? They have
1: somebody who who is a good Superman in yep. a bunch of shitty movies.
0: Yeah. Um, but
1: this dude, this Tyler Hecklin kid, the the dude, he was the little kid from um, Road to Perdition. Yeah. And then he was, I think, in, like... Was he Teen Wolf or Vampire... Like, one what, of those shows, one of those right? shows. And CW I was, shows.
0: I was very skeptical when I saw who it is. Like, oh, this guy is going to be super nice. He's, he's right? kind of skinny. Kind kinda, of scrawny little dude. Kind of scrawny. But then you actually kind of realize, like... He's not. He's not that scrawny. He's actually a bit more jacked than it seems. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have padding in his suits. Nope. And... That's a big one. Yes. He doesn't have padding in his suits. The dude kind of jacked. Yes. And... He plays Clark to a T, and actually, and this is this is good commentary. He's like he's always been Superman. Clark mm-hmm. has been his uh, identity. Is uh, you know it's you know he's always had to hide who he really is. Yeah, which is essentially Superman. Well, that's uh,
1: that's the the difference, right? Yeah, it's like Clark is the guy. Yeah, he he is he's pretending to be Superman. Yeah, his but parents Clark is taught guy. him.
0: His Earth parents taught him how to be. Yeah. Clark. Yeah, you know Clark's the name that he was given. But he had to hide who he really is, which is Superman, which yes. is different from a lot of other heroes. Well, Batman is the real guy. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is the facade. Yeah.
1: Like, Bruce Wayne is a pretend dude, but he pretends to be that guy for the sake of, like, hey. But, like, okay, so not to, like, go too far down a rabbit hole. I've always felt like the guy in the Batcave who's not wearing the cowl talking to Alfred but wearing the suit is the real guy. Yes. When he puts the cowl on, that's the the fear monster that the criminals are going to see and
0: be scared of. Well, but he knew he needed to be that facade.
1: No, but uh, that's what I mean. Like, the real yeah. identity is the dude who's talking to Alfred not wearing the mask. Exactly. But he's still wearing the suit. Whereas Clark, the guy who... Like, a great moment in uh in the Superman and Lois is when... I can't remember what it is, but he's got, like, one crisis he's dealing with. The wife tells him something else. And now the kid's doing something else. And he has this moment where he's like, what the F? Like, he just has this moment. Yes. I'm like, that's... That's the real guy, and he's playing it like that guy yes. can also save people's
0: lives. In the, it's um, and, and in if the you blue guys, suit. If you guys haven't checked it out, like the special effects are now up to snuff on a television show where it's like, you know, if they were put a touch more into this, mm-hmm. this could easily be theatrical. Um, the story I think lines, they are. I think the effects are pretty, pretty damn good in that show. They're pretty damn good, but I'm saying it's not far off from it being in a movie theater. Like you probably could put it in.
1: It's handcuffed by budget. Yes, it's a series instead sort of a movie, right? And,
0: and what yeah. they do with their budget is magical. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's so good, and it's fresh because it's got Lois and Clark's twin sons in it. Oh my god! And I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming when they first kind of brought it out. I thought and, I was going to hate them, and I did too, for yep. sure. I did. I'm like, who are these little jerk offs? These losers. losers. What the? F- like that's you know that's, that's Superman right there, and yep. you know, like he's your daddy, and it's like oh what but a I couple get it. of
1: losers. At first, I really thought like there's a jock. And there's a broken down little kid who's going to be crying all the time. And, like, episode one won me over. Yes. Right? I'm like, oh, they act like they're actually brothers. Yeah. The kid who's a jock is, like, the most caring kid in the family. He's trying to, like, hold everybody's shit together. Yeah. Like, I mean, they they have a genuine brotherly relationship that comes across. And they, like, they give a shit about each other as a family.
0: And I was going to say that this is actually the best relationship I've seen with... Uh, with Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. you know, like you could tell that they have an actual history, an actual yep. relationship, and they've got problems.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're like married real to Superman, marriage problems,
0: and yeah, you got issues. Like they they play it off really nicely. Yeah. Um, it's guys, if you haven't checked it out, it's just such a magical show right now. I'm looking forward every single Tuesday on CW. Oh, Man, uh, my only complaint, my only complaint about the show,
1: yep. is I wish that we got more of the first suit. The one that his mom makes for him? Yeah. You see in the first episode, and he tells the kids, like, my mom made it for me. They're like, oh my
0: god, this guy, number
1: one, what a likable dude.
0: It's action comics number one. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. And who's What's to amazing say that they won't suit? go back? Because they've already, uh in season one, they already had um I think it was the episode where Lois finds out that um clark is superman or the flashback the flashback and they go into that one a little bit more in depth and i think that they've got a little bit more of that suit in that one but not as much it is and and but man they don't revisit that again right
1: it is the fleischer like action comics number one uh george reeves it's the the traditional old school shield yes it's such a nice looking suit i mean like the dude wears it well like it doesn't look overly padded Mm -hmm. or like you know like uh it doesn't fake abs I freaking hate those like square abs and all that shit. Yeah. Like it looks like it is a little bit puffier, but at the same time, it's a very well made, like whoever made that suit, it's a well engineered costume. Yes. Like a design team was just like knocked out of the park with that one. Yeah.
0: it's, It's one of my top shows to watch for sure right now. Hopefully it doesn't get stale too soon. Uh, you know, because the longer show goes, it's it, quite often in, inevitable, but well, season two sure. is just fantastic right now. It's
1: rolling along pretty good. I got three episodes in.
0: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm into the third episode
1: and there's, the, I've got, like, not to spoil it, but I've gotten to the reveal. Yeah. Like, I know what's up. Um, and I
0: didn't see that coming either. I didn't see that coming at all. We thought it was going one way for no, sure. Oh my God. And I was excited for that one way and then I saw it went the other way and I'm like, this, this is pretty cool, too. Because the way they were
1: going yes. was comic accurate. Yeah. It, it it was arguably the most comic accurate direction I've seen in a DC property today. Of to what date, we thought was coming. Of what we thought was coming. And then they're like,
0: nope. Nope. Other way. We just smacked you in the teeth. And, and then anyway.
1: when you see the other guy, you're like, oh, man, I like him. <laughs> like, I, I like I'm okay with this too. Yeah. I'm okay with everything you're doing. It's but such it a well.
0: Mind fuck. They're trying to mess with us pretty good. And I'm down with that because at least they know that the fans are expecting it to go a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then for for a lot of us that are watching, a lot of us are like, this is pretty cool. And then you'll get some of those other jerks out there for sure that are like, so predictable.
1: I see I- what's going on. Ignore, coming.
0: And ignore then, everything, man. But then but then they got screwed. Those guys are like, I know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. I'm so cocky. I know exactly what's up. It's like, no, you don't. Has to do punching the dink. Oh, yeah. You're wrong. It was the old. Uh, what
1: Was that one Australian dealy? There's two comedians where You pull the, the the cock up and you just like play the balls like a couple of speed <coughs> bags. <laughs> oh, that's what they did. That was. I'm I'm very happy with the way it's going. I yeah. really like it. I like the show. I like the casting. Um, Tillich is really good as Lois, which is always I think the hardest way to go. I kind of feel like um, what's her name there? Uh, the the Man of Steel one. She's also a victim of a really bad. I don't want to say bad writing, because some of it's actually pretty good, some of it's really bad, but it's like all the pacing and, and everything about those Man of Steel movies is so... Yeah. Like, it's I, just too I've much, had, man.
0: And we've discussed this before, too, and I've got such mixed feelings about Man of Steel is that, um, you, you know, he, he actually does... So Cavill does actually a really damn good wait, job, wait, wait, I think. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa,
1: What? Cavill? Are you, are you calling him Cavill now? Sure, why not? Cavill? Sure. Fine. So it's Lois and Superman. All right. Cavill, look at this guy. Teachers. Cavill.
0: He's okay, anyways. He's, okay. <laughs> He's pretty good. He's okay. Um, I. I geez, Some you. ball busting going on. Uh, I, a little I'm, bit. I'm tender now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think that he he, he does a He's pretty decent job overall. Um. But it's like you state. Uh, you know, kind of a victim at times of um a crappy franchise. That's what it boils down. Warner Brothers. I'm not sure you guys know exactly what you guys are doing. No, Um, Affleck is a really good Batman. I enjoy him in a terrible franchise. Yes. That being said, as well too, is that um, the Snyder cut of Justice League is miles better. Yeah, I I hear it's from
1: every. Like I don't get, I don't agree with everything Ben Shapiro says by any means, Mm -hmm. but his breakdown of the Snyder cut is what I saw. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm like God, he knows what he's talking about. Like, it made me
0: excited to watch Snyder Cut. It, it, and it is good. It's I'll say for sure it's not perfect because mm-hmm. we've still got some of those other issues from previous uh, movies that are somewhat uh, of a hindrance. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Snyder Cut, uh, his vision was so much better than what we got. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the failure of Joss Whedon coming in. And, uh, you know, I used to be a huge fan of Joss Whedon. Then you hear all these just terrible things about Joss. Man. <sighs> and uh, I'm sorry, but. That's a bummer. He shit the bed in so many ways. I mean, you come out that for years so and years where, uh, you know, I remember watching one of the awards shows where he's, you know, he's, they're, they're asking him, you know, like, how do you write female characters so well? Of course, he did Buffy for so many years. And if you, if you guys are fans of Buffy and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um, of Angel and those kinds of uh, TV shows, they're very well written. Mm-hmm. Character-wise, story-wise, very well written, a lot of fun. And he was asked at one of these award shows how do you and why do you write women so well? And you know, he, he his response was just, you know, like why wouldn't I? It's um, you know, how can you not? Mm-hmm. You know, it's and, and he really backed it like up. It's like it's a real service to, and, to gender. Yeah. And then you hear all these other stories that seem to really be backed up by what a dick he was to he's a lot not, of his f-
1: Yeah, he's not coming across as like a real saint
0: behind the scenes now. Dude's not gonna work anymore. No, it's over. He's, uh, he's done, and but but good. You know, like, fantastic. And I'm not going to say, okay, ban Buffy and ban a lot of these other things like first Avengers movie, second Avengers movie. Mm. I'm not going to say ban those ones and no, give, for sure, give right? it the Bill well, Cosby treatment. Because there's so many other great people that are part of that. Yeah. And you got to be proud of the performances and the things that these other people did in those ones, for sure. Um, to be um, 100% completely honest, yeah never liked Buffy. Yeah. I, don't, I only watched we, a couple we episodes. We talked about that, yeah.
1: I thought that uh, the Hush episode... Is a phenomenal piece of filmmaking. Yes, like for TV, it's one of the best piece of TV I mean, that I mean, ever award watch. winning. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. It's yeah. really good. Um, I'm a huge Firefly fan. Fan. Yes, I love Firefly. Yeah. Now I don't know how much of that is just like straight up like Joss Whedon push hard and made it happen. I don't know who was the, the driving force. That's his. That's baby. probably his baby. I I enjoyed the movie. I really liked the uh, the series quite a bit. It's one of my favorite series. Of they, all time. They've
0: got it apparently coming back. Uh, they haven't said for sure if it's going to be a uh, a reboot or if they're going to try for a continuation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that'd be tough getting uh, Nathan Fillion. You know, he's doing other work and uh, a couple of the other key actors, but. I, I, from what I heard, I'm pretty sure that they're looking at uh, a reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's going to a, to Disney. From what I heard, I
1: would be I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I'm a big fan of that that show. I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was going in a great direction. And that's kind of what I'm getting from the Mandalorian now. Yes, like I'm getting a same kind of Western sci-fi feel. Yeah, so I'm I'm fine with that. I'll take that. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, but the first Avengers movie, I I don't think how could you not like it. The problem is once you start hearing. Not, I, I, not, not about all the shit that he did. The shit that he did, fine. He's a piece of garbage, and we all know that. He's a, he's a huge scumbag. Yes. He's, he's off the picture never work again. Whatever. But when you start hearing the criticisms of when things become too weedy, like the writing of that show is very weedy. You're like, oh, he definitely did have like a weird way of writing. Yes. Like there was like a way. A great example is that whole sequence between um, when Nick Fury comes in the room when all the Avengers are walking around Loki's staff. Yeah. To put on the suit. Like he does, overdo a lot of dialogue,
0: a lot, plays, a lot of the banal banter, the back yeah, and
1: forth. It's, it's a little much, so I do get why people don't like it. Yeah, and I hear that was a lot of Buffy. Yes, like that. I remember one for part me, of Buffy. I did like that
0: though. Yeah, uh, that's some great, right? Do, right? Yeah, but I, I think it's one of those things. Probably, and this is probably what you are getting at is that for some people it's gonna piss you right off, and other people you, you just might that's their bag, it. man. That's yeah. their jam, right?
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like i I just I think. Whatever you get from those shows, you kind of have to enjoy them for they are. And if the person behind the scenes turns out to be a piece of shit, I think you've got to let that go. I think you can, you can, you can disassociate the show from the creator for a lot of this stuff. For sure, you can do that. JP Rowling. Allo- yeah, for sure, right? You're allowed to enjoy that. Yeah, you're allowed to enjoy the the uh, the product and also have an opinion on whether or not the person who created the product is garbage or not.
0: Exactly.
1: That that's fine. You can enjoy both things. Yeah, you can't you can't defend Bill Cosby because he's the most prolific racist. But all them pudding pops, all them pudding pops, and the things, and the No, No, the is gonna be a little bit different.
0: That's the, one of on the Italian, the route.
1: Spanish flat. I don't know if you remember when we, because we're about the same age. We're both like born in the '70s, raised in the '80s, appreciate the '90s. Yes, I think is a as a as a good way to put it. When you were younger, in say like late elementary, early junior high, when you first start getting kind of getting into like comedy albums and stuff. Yep. We all listen to Bill Cosby comedy
0: albums. Yes. Right? My parents had the records.
1: Do you remember? Like, I don't... Like, a lot of people don't... And I know it's out there. I haven't looked it up. But he talks about, like, Spanish Flying, Roofing Chicks, and the comedy albums. <laughs> like, how the fuck do people not know that this guy's, a, like, a prolific rapist? Because it was funny at the he time. Goes, like, we it was, didn't know any better. It was a different time. It was a Look at my okay sweaters. To... Oh, my God. He was so... Like, he told us. Like, you see it. Again, I saw an interview with Joss Whedon when he was doing Buffy or something. And he reminded me of a guy who I knew when I was working in bars that I didn't like. like. There's this one guy who's like a manager or a bartender or something. But he was like in and out of one of the places I used to kind of like uh, pick up shifts at. I didn't like that guy. And when I heard Joss Whedon talking in the interview, and he had the the lithe kind of look at me in the smart. Yes. And so intelligent. So
0: whimsical. Whimsical.
1: The way he was talking, I didn't like him because he reminded me of that dude. I was like, you know what? F that guy too. But I did like Firefly, so I can't say I was 100% anti-Whedon.
0: Yeah, it a, little, a Toy Story? A little weenie. First, couple, uh, first Toy Story for sure. He's one of the writers. Did you know
1: that? Uh, the first Toy Story I knew, I feel like...
0: I feel like the second one.
1: The I, I don't know about the second wrong. one, but am I rem- am I remembering wrong that he was a script doctor on things like Alien 3?
0: Yeah, I believe I heard right? that
1: too. Yeah. Like, I think me and Backside Attack, the old uh, old Roger talked about that, where
0: right? it was Fincher and him, like, he kind of doctored the script on Alien 3 a little bit, but they thumbs downed him. He was, probably, he was probably early on in his career when he wasn't such a big shot, and he probably maybe was a bit more honest back then, and then he got Could a big be. head. Could be. And then, Thought but I mean, just... he might have been a dick the whole time, and it was just an opportunity right?
1: to be even more of a dick. No, but he wasn't, um, I mean, he was just really bad behind the scenes, right? Like, he wasn't like Louis C.K. He was like, do me a favor. Sit over there while I jerk off.
0: <laughs> no? No, no, no. Okay, no. fine. From A lot of it is just... Uh, Oh, you you want to do that on, on my set, do you? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to fucking rate you out next episode. How about you like that?
1: Yeah, he was... The, like, he uses power to, like, make or break a career.
0: Well, yeah, and he... I mean, he said uh, just some of the things that he, I heard he was saying to Gal Gadot um, for Wonder Woman. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, some of the interesting stuff for that is where he's like, oh, no, she uh, she's she's... English is not her natural language and she misheard me and then you know, she like a day later she's like no I, I understood understood exactly what My it asshole. was you were trying to say you're full dick like you, like you could be truck dick that kind of a dick like you're full dick you're truck nuts dick exactly uh, yeah. so, <laughs> you're the kind of guy who has truck nuts yes exactly and now you need to get the speed bag to the nuts too nah. because you're that much of a dick right
1: Ding. I care what that comedy team was they were funny
0: I like it that's good
1: Yeah, it's um, I think that's like a real well, hopefully, that that's one of those really like uh prolific enough stories because my my biggest problem is very similar, like say, like COVID or any kind of real like movement, eventually, the noise dies down and shit just goes back to the status quo. Yeah, you know, 20 years from now, I'll be like, yeah, 20 years ago, Joss Whedon did this. Yeah, like 20 years ago, Bill Cosby a bunch of people too. It's like, did we learn anything? Like, it just seems like every time a major event happens. We learn nothing.
0: I feel like, I feel like, and, and hopefully this is true though, like with a lot of the things that have been going on now with, you know, like Harvey Weinstein and, uh, um, you know, just a bunch of these other prolific uh, directors, producers, actors, and how they've really mistreated people along the way, it's really starting to come into light. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh my God. Um, But Hollywood seems to be really kind of pushing back against us. And I I kind of feel like now it's like a lot of these uh, directors and producers kind of like, ah, shit.
1: Better scrub my my Twitter
0: history. Exactly. Either (laughs) it's going to come out or I really got to smarten up. And you know that a lot of these guys are kind of like that. And if that's the case, good. Uh, There's no room for that. Like you're at the end of the day, you're still just a person. I don't give a shit how much money you got. Absolutely. Um, You know, you, you've got a talent. Great. Use that talent. You got some uh, bills behind it where you can actually uh, throw your clout. Great, do it, but do it in a good, honest way. Don't be a piece of shit in this world. There's, there's enough of that already. We don't need that going on with uh, you know a lot of what's going on in Hollywood for sure. So hopefully they are kind of uh, picking up and learning their lessons from this, mm-hmm. uh, and much to the point where we're going to get a lot of these honest things um, that are taking shape. Um, like I'm hearing, I've heard some pretty Crazy things about Brian Singer, too, and I was a oh, pretty big Brian. fan of Brian Singer. <laughs> Brian Singer's like, a big old scumbag, uh, it, and that's exactly it. So it's like it's really starting to come out now. And you see some of these uh, movies yeah. where just even like Bohemian Rhapsody damn, was that a good movie? That's on Brian Singer, yes, it was. was it was a Brian Singer directed, really. Okay, so I didn't know that
1: uh, Brian 15 is old enough for
0: me, Singer or 12, <laughs> <laughs> but apt people man he's, he's a, a big old scumbag he is and that, that really pisses me off that uh, you know kind of like what I was getting at is that you've got just an incredible talent because really he's a pretty darn good director um, and yet you could be such a piece of shit in real life and or in front of people there's no room for that get well, out move over like, so someone else can jump in and be a good director and an honest one
1: I think I mean not, not I think but that seems to be kind of like one of those things too right when these people are like nobody's or not good directors. Or they make a series of shit movies that are complete garbage. Like, we're not, we're like, D-level garbage. Straight to video. Netflix doesn't want them. If they turn out to be, like, a scumbag, you never hear about it. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Because like, they are you know, never
0: good enough to begin with.
1: Right. Like, what do they call those guys? The uh, the Smithies. If, like, some random Alan Smithy makes a... If somebody doesn't know, like, Alan Smithy is like a, like a nom uh, pen name. What do they call him? A nom de plum? it's like if you make a crappy movie, and you don't want your name on it. You basically say like directed by Alan Smithy, mm-hmm. and it could be anybody, and you'll you'll never know. It's just a name they throw on the screen. But if those guys like do all this Hollywood like you know fuckery, nobody hears about it. So we think it's like it's got to be like a trait of highly like capable human beings who are like well they're so they're such an tour that he's clearly got a lot a lot going on, and his fetish just happens to be asking people to sit in the room while he out in front of them. Yeah. It's like no, like they're all doing it. <laughs> They're all doing is,
0: You don't hear about it when There's a lot of it. It's it's pretty bad. And I, I guess kind of jump back on my point from before is that hopefully that you're going to get enough of this where a lot of these guys are either saying, fuck, I could be screwed or, yep. oh, better clean it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the other genuine ones that are kind of like, okay, I am doing it right. I'm going to continue to do it right. Uh, and one of those people you look at for that, and you've heard this so much, and I, I, I cried quite a bit uh, a few weeks back, Mr. Ivan Rabin. Oh, that was a real bummer. Um, and you hear from Canadian too, by the way, damn good Canadian. And, uh, you hear all these, uh, um, vast reports from all these actors about what a genuine, genuine human being he was. Yeah. Um, and he did things right. Hollywood. That's what you need. Oh, for you sure. You need more of these Ivan Reitmans and they called him comedy gold. Yeah. And it's for a reason and not just comedy gold. Uh, oh, it's was the one that I watched just the other day. It's one of, I think it was the last one that he actually filmed. Um, uh, draft, uh, the football one. Oh, Draft Day. Draft Day. With Kevin Costner. That's wow. Great. I think that is like his last movie. That he actually directed. So he, he he produced other ones and such, but this is the last one that he directed. I'm not and a football
1: fan by any means. But. But Draft Day is an incredibly fun movie. Yes. Like about, like if you
0: don't know any the draft, you can watch that and be like, holy shit, that, that's the draft. It is smart. It, it's whimsical. It's well played, well directed. You get from the shots, the scenes, the angles. If
1: you're um, into those like yeah. Sorkinie, West Wingy kind of movies, yeah, yeah, that that really is that that genre. Yes, but done at a at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's it really is like when you start watching it, it's very high level storytelling. Yeah, it's not an action movie. You know, it's not a football movie. Nobody's on the field doing the uh, like head to head football you contact. Barely like,
0: see any of that. News. What was Just... that Oliver
1: Stone one? The um, with uh, Jamie Foxx,
0: oh, I'm, yeah, I know you any, any given Sunday, any given it's not which that, I like, which I like. but I actually kind of enjoy this one uh, in many ways more. Mm. And I'm a huge football guy, I love my football movies like Varsity Blues and all these other fun ones. Rudy, I mean, I love Rudy. Because Rudy sucked and he shouldn't have been allowed on the field. I mean, that, he he did, but no, damn, s- it was a
1: good movie. I don't know, man. We'll, I he's we'll, a fair we'll watch for me.
0: We'll watch we'll nah, it. We'll Rudy, fix it. Rudy, such ass. a good
1: movie. Crybaby gets himself, he winds himself onto a football field.
0: Agree to disagree. Yeah.
1: Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I like Rudy quite a bit. I was just kind of, I was just being an asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's a great story. It's an underdog who keeps trying. He knows he's not going to succeed. And they appreciate the fact that he's, a, he's not just a mascot.
0: Yeah. He's a good kid just trying his hardest. Yeah. He knows he's not good enough to be out there. And a true life story, right? It's and a, and it's, it's a true story. There's nothing in that movie where you're watching it and it's like, It's a less sad Brian song. Yes. Which is also a very good movie. But, uh, no, just felt I felt, that, I felt so, terrible. So draft day. Talking shit about Rudy. Draft me. day. You should feel. <laughs>
1: I just I wanted to react. Also, so Samwise like,
0: Gamgee. Uh, it crying really out loud. is uh, draft day. So good. If you haven't checked that one out either, really good. Do so. Oh, and who else is in that? Chadwick Boseman. Oh, that's right, Chadwick
1: Boseman. That's right. He's the other kid. Yes. Yeah, the other draftee.
0: Yeah, and yep. uh, you know, and, and sad enough is that had I not seen this one, you know, had I seen draft day when it came out, because mm-hmm. I think it came out uh, probably about 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Oh no, less Maybe than that, less than that. Before, before Black Panther,
1: oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, out it was in that Black run Panther. of
0: like uh, the the James yeah. James Brown movie and all those things. Exactly. So had I seen it when it came out, I might not have liked that character as much because mm-hmm. uh, Chadwick Boseman. I mean, when he passed away, I'm like, ah, oh, geez, Black Panther, Black Panther. And then uh, you, you hear about it's like, no, he was actually in some really phenomenal movies, other ones. And honest to God, my favorite one of his. 42. 42 is incredible. 42 is... And I want to show this one to my students. Like, There's a lot of bad words in that one. And No, but it's an important it's movie. An Im- thank yeah, you. Yeah, It's an important movie. Done well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is... I don't even want to say he's he he's underrated because he never was underrated. But I, I'm going to say that he's uh, one of the more important actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel overlooked because of Black Panther. I- exactly. There, there was a
1: series of movies he did that were really like... Like, extreme talent on display. Yes. Like, his James Brown movie. The the intro to that movie is... You're not watching Chadwick
0: Bozeman. Yeah. You're watching James Brown. And I've heard that. I haven't seen it yet. I want to check that one out. <laughs> it's really um, good. But yeah, no, when I did see 42 for mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson. Man, that one is... It's, it's a happy, sad movie all yeah. over the place. And you really feel... And you, you, you take a look at how many humans out there that are just pieces of shit for the sake of being pieces of shit. And, you know, yep. they're born and raised like that. And to see how people like Jackie Robinson really had to kind of push uh, to succeed more than anyone else, Mm -hmm. and yet he did. Um, And and you watch the frustration, the anger, but then the accomplishment from Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson, it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And I think that so many, you know, light junior high to high school kids should have to see this one Um, for some of those kids to say, hey, smarten the hell up. You're not any better than anyone else um and then for the other ones to reassure them that yes there's uh there's these issues in our world but we can overcome we can be better and that's that movie for me
1: that that's a good point there there is a a kind of like driving message behind it where it's like if you just if you're not garbage you know what remember conan o'brien when he left uh the tonight show yeah after the debacle he's like if you're a good person and you're just good to people good things will find their way to you that's not that's not like the promise where it's like you know put it out there in the world it just means that if you're good to people, they'll think about you. Mm-hmm. you know, they'll see like you're trying your damnedest to be the best you can possibly be. And they'll, they'll keep you in the forefront of their mind. And maybe yeah. when that opportunity shows up, it shows up. But in the case of Jackie Robinson in 42, he just like, disproved people by just being the best. You know, just being better than everybody else. Like, yes. You could not say that that's not the number one guy out there. Yeah, It's like regardless of who he is, where he came from, what he looks like.
0: You can't say that he's not the best at what he does right and now. He's not going to dance because anyone tells him to dance. Exactly. He's going to go out there and beat Jackie Robinson. He's not going to play it up. Yeah. He's, he's not, not going to hide clown. in the shadows. Right. He's not your puppet. Dance boy dances. None right. of that. He gets out there and he does his thing. And Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, I, I feel like just one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. It's it's for sure in my top uh, 10 to 20 movies. And it, I got a lot of top movies. That one, for it to be pumped in in the top 10 or 20, it means... That it's an amazing message. On a, on a side note to that, it's Dark one figures. of my
1: favorite posters of all time. Have you seen the poster? No. It's a slide. It's a Jackie Robinson slide. It's, it's the 42 poster. It's, um, it's like it's sideways.
0: But it's not sideways. It's where he's doing a slide. Yeah, so internet. when
1: you when you look at it, it's actually like top, it's a regular poster. It's not, it's not lengthwise. Okay. It's a regular poster of him doing the slide. Yeah. But opposite to what you would think. Like when you look at it, it's a very like eye-catching visual. Like it's definitely, there was some real thought behind it. It's a, it's a great poster. Where, as far as movie posters go. In like, without like a Drew Struzan. Yep. Or like, you know, somebody actually making an image like by hand. It's just a photograph. But it's very clever. It's one of my favorite posters out there of like recent times. There you go. Jackie Robinson.
0: Forty-two.
1: I had notes. I had a bunch of stuff we were going to talk about. We started talking about like a lot more fun stuff. So I was like, "Yeah, we'll leave the we'll leave the heavier shit for later." I had some hypocrisy crap and, um. But since we're on
0: movies, have you gotten into Batman yet? The Batman. The Batman. So Matt you, Reeves. The Batman. And I, I that's one that I'm looking to actually check out. Uh, once again, we know my health conditions. Now you guys all know my health conditions. Uh, I didn't mean um, to drag that into the, the it always, limelight. It but, always you know. comes in. I, I don't care. I, I, I'm proud. I'm proud you know. of, you know, me kind of surviving and pushing through. And I got to keep it that way and got to be smart. Got to be yeah.
1: smart. I think that's why I bring it up is because, like, you don't know who you're going to affect. Yeah. I've like, I've been very in the middle as far as like COVID stuff goes. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in like, look, I don't think masks are are going to help you in the long run unless you're wearing an N95, but I think you should be vaccinated. I think there are things you can do to mitigate your your destruction of your system by something outside coming into you. And I think a big part of that is too, like we have to be aware of who we might be putting at risk. That's and, my yeah. biggest thing, right? I want, I want to make sure I'm not going to get somebody else sick.
0: Well, and you know, like I got a family member who uh, who is very much to the far right and just mm. like so much to the point is like conspiracy theories. Like you want to sh- just shake them, just shake them. You'd say, what the hell are you thinking? Um and and great, everyone's entitled to their own thoughts, but have some basis behind your thoughts. Um, and you know, this family member of mine does not have these uh, you know, any basis behind these thoughts. My point here is that you gotta think about the other people that could be making a difference. So not just myself, okay, I'm a family member, but if his mother was still alive, would your opinion change? Would your opinion vary? And that's that's what it is. Your
1: mom, like they're they're older, yeah. You want to make sure they're safe. Get vaccinated. Maybe, like, mitigate
0: the amount of room. You know. and that's what it boils down to. we got to look beyond our own noses. Okay, yeah. that, that means, you know, looking out for others. You know, empathy. Others. How about some good old-fashioned empathy? Watch out for it. It's yeah. a tricky one. <laughs> it's a tricky one,
1: man. How about, like, you know, that's that's been one of the things for me. It's like, look, I don't think the masks do something, but I wear them out in public because I don't want to be an asshole about
0: how people feel. Well, and at the end of the day, they, they've even said the science is unproven. Yeah. In certain ways with regards to masking but those 95 do something exactly with the right kind of masking with the right kind of social distancing yeah and we talked about this a little bit before where you know then uh you know in the first uh god i don't even know what wave we're on right now is this the fifth wave i think it's 95 so we're 95 with like waves. the mask no yeah. no no which wave of COVID?
1: that's what i mean like the mask we're in 95 we're in 95 that's, that's why you're in a 95
0: uh So in the first, like, four waves or whatever it is, you know, like, you know, the regular masking, you know, like, with the medical masks and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was acceptable because it was working for them. And then you get a lot of these other people that, you know, like, Omicron hits and all these people are like, you know, the medical advice is like mask up social distance <laughs> do your thing get vaccinated and you hear all these people go yeah <laughs> it's so funny you guys sarcastic, yeah, sarcastic it's like come on really and their idea is like yeah because the masking was working so well before well of course it was working well before so was the social distancing okay but like okay my thing is
1: forget all that forget all that what about the good old-fashioned empathy behind it yeah like, those guys are just being assholes like and that's my biggest that's my biggest pet peeve about all of what's been going on with covid oh my god just straight up, huh? I had an itch. Oh, you, gotta, you gotta, got to
0: scratch your itchies. I got used to that. I yeah. don't want to get germs. on my nose.
1: But like, just, just the idea that you can't, for a half a second, have a little bit of empathy for how somebody else feels. Yes. And save your opinions for Facebook, man, where all other sandwich board kooks are. Go out there and type your stuff. Do whatever. But how about, maybe, we just try not to be a-holes, because we all have to kind of like walk through the planet together. That might be something to look at. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I can do it. I've openly just said that yes, vaccines work. Cloth masks don't. I wear one because I'm not a piece of garbage. And I try to think like you know. I don't want to make up. People, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. You know, maybe, maybe that's a thing. Maybe I feel like when there's a little kid walking by and he looks up and sees my Magnum Pi, my <laughs> Magnum Pi floral print mask. Maybe
0: he thinks that like I'm not a big scary piece of shit. Maybe we try doing that for a change. Well, and. Well, and at the end of the day, too, you get a lot of these people that, it's my rights, it's my rights. At the end of the day, it's a freaking mask. Like, like seriously, it's a mask. It's, that is not the toughest thing you could possibly have to do to no. put a mask on your face. It, for, it ain't tough. For like 30 minutes at a time sometimes. It, it's not tough. While like you get getting your groceries. What was it? They, okay, the women's hockey team oh, yeah. in the Olympics? Yeah. What was that picture of them wearing their masks the whole time while playing some pretty high-end hockey? Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's wear a mask. But the thing too is like, there's a lot of these
1: people. I mean, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, all that that stuff as well, right? Like the masks are gonna cut down the amount of oxygen and make you uh, like make you what's it called? Uh, Go lightheaded and crazy and sucking all the shit that you're breathing. Look, man, let me tell you something. If you can breathe wearing a mask, you can breathe and you're getting oxygen. CPR works for a reason. It's because we're not using all that. uh, Like when you breathe air in, it's like fifteen percent of that comes back out as something gross, and the rest is why CPR works. Yes.
0: Like, that's why that works. Well, and and really, I mean, the, the, the idea as well behind these masks is, you know, like when people are coughing and sneezing, mm. and those little droplets, it does catch a lot of those droplets. I mean, like, that's kind okay. of how it works.
1: I'll tell you what. Let's say for a second that all those droplets... Because there's somebody out there right now listening that's going like, Oh, let me tell you why droplets are stupid. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let's, let's just say all those droplets... They they like you know saving them from the COVID whatever right? Did you get the flu this year, dude? How many people got the flu this year? It's not going around. It's not like it's it's not. It's gone, man. The flu is
0: like fucking gone. Well, and here's the so thing. So clearly those things did something. And, and where where do we see this as transmissible? Yeah. In many instances in the schools. Yeah. I'm a teacher. Yeah. I know how many are in our district. We get the memos all the time about you know like. You know, all these cases that are going on in these different schools and what they're for. Mm -hmm. And we see that they are confirmed cases. If you're, you know, and, you know, as mandated before, it was, uh, you know, if you have these symptoms, stay home. Okay, well, beforehand, when the testing was going on, it's like, no, these are confirmed. That's all the kids that were away. You didn't see kids going away because of the flu. Yeah. Because of, you know, like, yes, a few of the colds are going to get through, but man, it works. Look, man, I've got kids
1: around me all the time. I've got, we got a family of like a lot of little kids. And I'm the fun jungle gym uncle. Like they're on. Like they're coughing in my mouth all the time. Like little kids are in my face nonstop. I didn't get the flu or a cold or anything. Like I mean, I'm a. I should be a carrier. <laughs> I should be a carrier of like cooties. I didn't get the cooties this year. I, I, I look. Speaking of masks, Batman. Go get. Forget it. Right, let's go back to something fun, man. Let's go back to something oh, yeah. fun like Batman.
0: Yeah, I'm tired of COVID. I'm tired. I'll of put it a timestamp
1: on there. Like if you're if you're if you want to get back to Batman,
0: yes. Okay, so The Batman. 57, 50, 57 minutes. So I didn't get to get a chance to see The Batman as of yet. I'm hoping to see it in the next uh, two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing nothing but amazing things about this movie. Yeah. I'm hearing that um, that the storyline is just great and that it's fresh in so many ways. It's new. Um, you know, you don't have to go to a f- brand new origin story that uh, takes us right from the very beginning. I- I'm just hearing such amazing things about this Um I want to see it. It's. Uh, did you see it? I've done it twice now. Okay, so it's
1: clearly you liked it. I've done six hours of it. I both loved it and hated it. Okay, I did both. I and and for and at the same time for different reasons entirely. It's it's on, very uh, good. On
0: each viewing, different reasons. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I I while while watching it and mm-hmm. walking out of the theater, at the same time, it's one of the best Batman movies, and I also really kind of hate it, but I also really love it. Like it's got me so conflicted. But it's definitely a really good Batman movie. It's weird, like I, I, I don't know if I can explain completely, that, spoiling it for people. So I don't want to so do I that don't. to you. So I won't. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's incredibly well shot. Um, the Riddler is phenomenal. There's a bunch of nice little Easter eggs in there. I think the entire movie is one big homage. It is, without spoiling it for anybody, I think that it might be. Uh, the darkest version of the Adam West Batman. Okay, and that's what I've heard, that it's it's very dark. Yeah, but it is it is the Adam West Batman. It's a black Cattleman. The mask looks like Adam West's mask. The suit looks like a dark version of Adam West's suit. The Batmobile is basically a dark version of the Adam West Batmobile. There's a Robin, I think, I've that heard, we've seen in the yeah. trailer. I think that kid, he's only in the trailer. That's it. He doesn't show up anywhere else. That's the kid who plays Robin in the Titans. I think that's supposed to be Robin. To Black Robin. The, the whole movie is homages. So like they're they're taking these little cues. There's scenes that clearly were pulled
0: from Dark Knight. Okay, I, I've heard a lot of it is uh, that um, he was deliberately uh, taken with love from uh, the Nolan series.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. There are moments for sure that you watch and like that's a that's a Nolan inspired moment. Yeah. But it wasn't done because like we'll just throw it in. There. I think Matt Reeves. I think he is a massive Batman fan. And if he's not, he's got me fooled. He well, went, he went deep
0: cut in the catalog. And he was, he was saying even when he was, because uh, he he did Logan, right? Yeah. Okay. So even when he no was no doing, he, that wasn't Logan, that was um, uh the three ten to Yuma. Mangle James Mangle. Oh, it. that's right, that's right. He so did Mango's Planet of the Apes. Another one coming up here. Yeah. Okay. So which one did Matt Reeves do? He's the Planet Man? of the Apes guy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at any point. Okay. Maybe it was Mangled that actually said he wanted to do a Batman movie. I think he'd do a good Batman movie. I think he based I, on I, Logan, I, I think yeah. based on Logan, he could, he could pull <laughs> it off for sure. So now we're not even talking about Reeves anymore, but uh, Matt Reeves, not right. Christopher Reeves or right. George Reeves. Uh, yeah. There we go. See, I probably screwed. I screwed ton of, ton of stuff. I, I just I won't mess that up again. I also I just like Breaking will. Balls a little bit because you know that's M- Manetti, kind of a little way I am. bit.
1: But I think I think um, like I said, if he's not a Batman, I'm a massive comic book fan. Really? I mean, not that everybody knows that for sure. No, but but I mean, like see my face though. Nah, come on, but legitimately, like I mean, I'm I'm a deep cut comic book guy. Like, from... I'm talking, like, literally from Batman,
0: number one. Detective Comics, number one. Like, I've read them all. Multiple times. I'm I'm deep cut. See, and I'm a pretty big comic book fan. I grew up with it all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I thought I had a pretty vast knowledge, like, talking with you about so much of this. I'm like... It's... I think I'm on the spectrum with it. Like, it's, it's
1: encyclopedia kind of
0: shit yeah. that gets me, right? So,
1: knowing what I know about comics... Kind of from like maybe like the, the jim starliny kg beast era of yeah. like Batman comics to now i I'm telling you I think he's either a massive Batman fan or he's got us all fooled and he's done like a run where he just kind of went like you know spectrum me himself mm-hmm. but he pulls from different storylines he pulls from different eras there is there are at the end of the, near the end of the movie there is a clear if you don't think that's a character they're referencing. And I don't mean the one at the end of the movie. But in the middle of the, the fights, there's a moment where he kind of does a thing. Where like, oh, that's a that's a cut from a character.
0: Like, he went deep catalog. And so, and, and so made with love. Made with a lot of love, man. Which so, is what I really like about so it. So I'm thinking that for you, uh, you, you know I'm a lot easier in a lot, a lot of films anyway. So me, I'll probably just think it's beyond brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that for you, because you said that, you know, like after two runs, there's... Good party that loves it. Good party that hates it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking that on run three, four, and even five, you're gonna shift in one direction.
1: Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards the appreciation direction. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm leaning out of the. I really loved it, and more into the man. Do
0: I really appreciate what he did? Well, and I think that uh, you. I mean, the little things that'll that'll get you for that is. If there's so many Easter eggs, guaranteed mm-hmm. you missed a bunch. Oh, for sure. And you'll see more of that and more 100%. love will go towards it for sure. And that's I've how kind of,
1: That's how it is, right? Like, I'm, I'm moving away. Like, I haven't tried to watch the uh, the Easter egg breakdown. Like, I'm not doing that whole thing. Yeah. And the, I'm a YouTube guy. I'll show you. What's just, look at this thing. I'm not doing that at all. I'm, I'm going to watch it again and do it myself and maybe give it, like, a good solid. Yeah. But, um, no, there's a lot. Like, even, like, right down to the theme song, Um, like, everything about it. Like there like the theme is clearly it takes hints from every other Batman theme. like you know, I've always said the uh, Hans Zimmer theme song,
0: yeah, yeah, you said that there's a few of those beats of uh, Superman in there too. Of, some of those notes. Uh, no
1: of um the Tim, Tim, the Tim Burton movies.
0: Okay, I was talking about for because you, you and I talked about this before, how in Man of Steel, there's yeah. some of those there uh, is some of those tonal beats. That there go are into... some beats
1: that go into it, yeah. Um, no, but in the in the Hans Zimmer theme, he gives a, what he calls a red herring. In the first part, like after the Joker is introduced, okay. when they're doing that pan of the city and Batman's doing the listening post stuff, yeah. there's hints of the the dark of the, the Tim Burton theme, the Danny Elfman theme. Alright, uh, there you go. The, so when you're listening to it, you can actually hear it. And it sounds like you're going to the day. Like, and, and you're like, oh, that's are they gonna go that way? And then they don't. But if you listen to Molassus, which is the uh the chase scene from Batman Begins, yeah, that's that is the Adam West theme. That's the new version of the Adam West. Theme. Yeah, this is the same thing. It pulls from all the other theme songs, and you can actually hear, like, you hear the Tim Burton part. You can hear the uh, the Dark Knight theme. You can hear the Adam West theme. He does such an incredible job. This guy, I'm made leaning towards love. admiration.
0: Made, made with love. So yeah. there you go. I think I appreciate and admire what he tried to do more than more than I hate it. I'm uh, I, I'm pretty excited to see that one now. I'm very much excited to see uh, Spider Man No Way Home for sure. I got a few to oh. kind of pick up here. Don't watch it in that.
1: 270 degree thing though the first time I watch I watch that have, have you done this before you're sitting in the theater and the movie comes on okay. and the screen pops and it's a regular movie screen and then there's projectors now on the sides of the screen uh. they shoot the movie on the walls of the theater so, now I've got, like, Jim Gordon in some weird kind of, like, CG face bullshit.
0: Way off on the side.
1: And, like, I have to look over to, like, some. I don't want to have to do that. I know.
0: I, that's, that's why I watched it work. twice. I didn't, I didn't like that at but all. But I, I did see Ghostbusters Afterlife. I saw that in 4K. Mm-hmm. So, I saw it with some buddies and mine. We were like, this is all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we actually had, you know, popcorn on my lap and everything. And nice. uh, at the very beginning, we were rumbling around during the demo. Oh, like, you mean the, the 4D. Yeah, yeah, it's the 4D seats, not 4K. 4D seats. And so I'm hanging on to my popcorn. I'm like, oh shit, I better put it down. So as soon as it stopped the demo, I'm like, I put it down on the floor. And then the demo, uh, you know, it finished up and we knew there was some more of this stuff that was going on. And then, right at the very beginning uh, in uh, Afterlife, uh, there's big stuff going on and a big wind gust comes <laughs> and it knocked. My popcorn went clear across the theater floor. Whoa. I'm like... Shit, I was really looking forward to that, and I'm looking even more forward to Ghostbusters. So I'm not going to go out of the theater and ask for more popcorn. Right. But uh, so yeah. But anyways, the you know the the four the 4D the 4D yeah. seats, uh, they're rumbling and moving, strobe lights and wind gusting at you. And I, I guess when uh, when it's not COVID. They've got, like, the little puffs of smell that'll come at you. Really? And uh, they, they turned off... They've also got, uh, like, rain and, like, little spritzes of water that'll come at you. Huh. They had to turn that off for obvious reasons of COVID. yeah, yeah. yeah. But when that comes back on, that'll be pretty slick, too. Um, and they had little snowflakes coming down, too, at the front. They had little snowflakes during the demo just show Ford, uh The 4D, it's pretty awesome. So, saw it with my buddies. I'm like, okay, my son, he's pretty young to check out these movies and everything. He won't sit still in movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this one will work because yeah, at yeah. least it's a ride. It, it, that's what it is. It feels like one of those like old school yeah. movie theater ride things you to yeah. take. And so, I took him to uh, Ghostbusters Afterlight, uh, you know, and... Uh, we, we checked it out, and he was just giggling and laughing. He's all throughout. over it, huh? And, and, you know, until, you know, like when things really start That's a video up. you showed me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's,
1: I, I'm thinking, like, where would I see him do that? That's yep. right. You showed me Lots that Lots of
0: fun. So if, you, if you've not hmm. been able to check out 4D, it's pretty slick. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit of a novelty. It's like, really, did it need to rumble for them, you know, like sitting up in their bed? Hmm. Uh, but uh, for certain movies, like good action movies, I'm down with it. I don't mind
1: like that. I would rather do the 4D like that than do the um, the 270 degree yes. screen. I uh, thought that screen was awful. Because I like the presentation that you get. Like yeah. that, that's why we just talked about earlier. Call back to the beginning of the episode. I don't like the 4x3. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to have a letterbox screen, you have to watch it in a widescreen like it was intended. That's mm-hmm. why DVDs
0: were so great. Because you could, you could see it the way it was supposed to be, right? But also we were trained into that since we were. We so were. if you take a look at... You know, some of these kids growing up today, if they're checking out these, like... Uh, oh, my God. You know, if, they, if they're kind of being raised in these... Uh, the wraparound screens. The screen. wraparound screens. You know, and they go to a regular theater, they're going to be like, where's, where's all the... We're, we're getting gypped. We're yeah. missing, like... Where's all the
1: screen. crap on the side of the screen?
0: Might might just be us. I, I don't think so. I think that it's probably exhausting to have to look all over the place, but...
1: Well, I think what happens now, too, is so much of it is given to you on Netflix or on streaming or at home, mm-hmm. that when you do see what you're supposed to see on the screen compared to what you see in the the four or uh, the the three screens... 270 degrees you end up thinking like you know i think they're 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 screwing me mm-hmm. on the image quality that's they are projecting on the side of the screen that was a callback we went all the way back You see what we did there we went all the way back like a comedian telling a really good story bookend we bookended it we, we Son of a went bitch. back look at that hey an hour in man that just flew by big uh big off the grid mic came in for an episode today so i'm, really, I'm really glad you did it's fantastic man. we hit i think most of the notes we had we might have ranted
0: I a didn't know about bit. any of the notes. To be fair, we just um, talked. We no. Fun.
1: I had deeper stuff here that I was gonna really like go off on, because there's there's some stuff that's going on right now in the world that is affecting my friends that I'm making. I would get angry. They're being kind of like hypocritical about, like you know, like you know, like slavery Hypocrisy, exists. Right?
0: Hypocrisy pisses me off, and you know, if, if I haven't done an episode for quite some time and I come back and I just start unleashing, yeah, you, you guys are watching me like who is this crazy a hole that needs to be who clearly locked up?
1: Is this unit bomber?
0: Not a Well,
1: no, the hoodie and the beard. I meant, like, you know, came in. I haven't seen in a beard in a while. You came in all hoodied up and bearded out, and I was like, I don't know what's going on with old OTG Mike, but you know, is he gonna, is he gonna start like spouting manifestos? No, this is my. Yeah, yeah. Did he
0: bring a notebook? It's my round three of the COVID beard. Before Christmas, uh, it was down here. like I was, I was, You know, like you get the little lights in the hair and everything, and it's like going all Santa Claus and everything. Really? That's all right. That's, uh,
1: i it was sure. Fun. That's good. I don't grow beards. In fact, I shave my eyebrows. I trim everything really low. I don't have a lot of hair on my head. So, you know, I'm this is me.
0: I'm you like, you uh, might look angry with a beard.
1: I try not to. I mean, you know me. I've, I've done a very good job of being less angry in the last decade or so. I've
0: chilled out quite a You're bit done since all right. he met me. You've done all right. I've known
1: you for almost 20 years. It's been a while. And in that ride of 20 years, am I not the most relaxed you've ever seen? I'm a very chill human being.
0: You're pretty charming. I'm pretty charming. I mean, I don't hang out with non-charming folks, so here That's we true. go. That's true. That's. I'll take that. I will take that.
1: Uh, hey, Mikey. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. Uh, usually, at the end of the episodes, I say something silly like, The music's been going on for quite a while now. And that Backside Attack, he'll be like, Peace out. So is there like a thing, like the end? If I say something like, hey, the music's been going on for quite a while now, do you have a tag that you want to throw in there at the end to be like, like a like a karate punch?
0: Straight up tag, uh, something that's just going to knock you upside the mouth and make yeah. you feel good. Okay, so I'll say, yeah, Mike, so the music's been going on for quite a while now. Let it ride, let it roll.
1: That's it. I'm going to cut it there.